0: This is Casualty in Wexford General Hospital. It's slightly bigger than the ground floor of a three-bedroom semi, maybe about 20 feet by 25 feet. That sounds big, but it's really cramped. There are four curtained-off examination areas along one wall. In front of them are two big trolleys, one man's feet sticking out over the end of one, and he's about a foot and a half from the top of the other trolley so people brush off his feet when they squeeze by. Then a chunk of the area is taken by a big separate room which is the resuscitation room where people are brought in to be revived. Then near the main door is a counter with an enormous ledger on it. It's got green pages with patients' names and beside each name, a coloured sticker.
1: From Red it has to be seen straight away and then it goes down, orange as we seen as soon as possible.
0: This is Kathleen, a nurse, the shift leader in casualty.
2: Walking wounded would be blue.
0: In front of Kathleen stands another nurse. Kathleen,
2: just let's run through them then. The
0: only one in casualty, not in scrubs or a white coat. Did
2: you, sorry, finish what you're writing no. there.
0: This is Marianne Argue, the subject of this programme. She's the hospital's bed manager. OK. She's trying to find out how many patients Kathleen is dealing with. Now, who we have? But it's hard to hold Kathleen's attention. The phone keeps ringing. A man with a stroke is coming in. He was brought to his GP, and the GP told his family he was so bad not even to get him out of the car, but bring him straight to Wexford General.
1: room, Kathleen? Can I help you?
0: A call comes in from a member of the public.
1: You are more than welcome, Laura. Bye bye. We get quite a number of phone calls for people asking for appointments to come to the emergency room.
0: Kathleen periodically goes out to the waiting room to address the patients there. Please
1: bear with us. We have now about 10 people on the corridor outside taking up our actual A&E trolleys. I'm fast-tracking people in who are walking wounded when we get a space. The problem at the moment is the fact that anybody that needs to lie down to be examined on, I actually have to make a clinical decision based on when you come in as to how acute you are, as to which way we're going to...
2: Bring you in. Katie, how are we here now?
0: Still Marion tries to find out what the situation is.
2: And well, I could do with some beds, Marion.
1: <gasps> now, Marion. Could you? Mix your magic there and yeah, give some Katie, beds. We have no trolleys. It's
0: a half an hour before the end of Marion's shift, and the day is winding up and not down.
1: Pardon me, this is the ambulance. Yes, ambulance, Kathleen here, can I help you? Yes, Richard. Resource. Okay, how do we got coming in?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: How far out? Ten minutes out. Okay, thank you. Paula,
2: can you set up resource please? Ten, min- ten minutes out, cardiac arrest. We have no ICU bed and we have no CCU bed, so if we need it for this for this person coming in, who's obviously a collapse in a cardiac arrest.
0: Marion is already on the phone to the intensive care unit.
2: Hello, Mary, it's Marion. I'm just here in casualty now. I'm just really wanting you to put your thinking hat on. We have a 73-year-old coming in, um, ten minutes out, um, a cardiac arrest. I was just wondering, Mary, now I don't know what I need, but I was just wondering, just for. You to think, oh, if we need it, would yes. you have somebody you Thank could you move out, yeah. as well as? Oh, are
0: you ringing? <laughs> I had wrong. and told him that we
2: needed. Just, just take, it. no, I'll leave it okay. with you, because then if I need it, All I'll you ring you it. back. He's not in yet. He's They're just to ringing me again, looking for them.
0: Hours earlier, Marion is on the phone to Kathleen in casualty. She's looking for statistics.
2: Yeah, all right, thanks.
0: How many people were on trolleys the day before?
2: These are the statistics that we have to do every day. The HSE are looking for statistics to find out how long our patients are on trolleys. Oh,
0: all right. What's the situation? What time is it now? It's nearly 11 o'clock Monday morning. What's the situation now?
2: We have 13 patients on trolleys at the moment and we have no empty beds in the hospital. And we have about six patients awaiting surgery.
0: And is there any prospect of any beds coming free in the hospital later oh, on absolutely. today?
2: absolutely. I would hope that there would be because none of the ward rounds are finished yet. Their consultants really would be in the, just in the throes of doing their ward
0: rounds. So they, at the end of the rounds, they may, they may say to the patient, it's time for you to go home and, and then the bed is freed up for the day. Yes, absolutely. Okay. But you, you won't find that out now until what time?
2: Well, usually the nurses on the ward would have some kind of an idea as to what patients were going home. So even though the bed may not be ready until maybe 1 or one thirty, but we would know that the beds would, you know, that they're going to be available later on.
0: And how, how do you gather that intelligence? How do you find that out? Just
2: from going from
0: one ward to another. So you walk around?
2: Yeah. Right. We'll be walking now very short. Okay.
0: <laughs> but Marion's walk around is delayed by the beeper and the phone.
1: No, I'll bring the Hello, it's Marion. You're looking for me?
0: She gets beeped yeah. from a ward that has a patient to go to Vincent's Hospital in Dublin. Okay. Marion knows the name of the doctor in Vincent's, but doesn't know if it's Vincent's public or private.
2: Sure, I'll ring and I'll see. All right, then. I'll talk to you later. How are the beds up there? One? All right, well, maybe one is better than none. I'm wired up now, remember, so i have to be all nice to you. <laughs> all right, then. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's a good job you didn't have the bleep machine to hear, her.
0: What's the problem with the man?
2: He's coughing up blood. Hello, it's Marion here, the bed manager in Wexford General. I was just wondering... Um,
0: after a couple of calls, Marion is put through to the relevant bed manager in St Vincent's.
2: How is it up there t- this morning? Is it bad? He a huge yeah. He's here in Wexford General and yeah. St Patrick's. Yeah. All right. Look, um, if you give me a ring later on, or if not, maybe I'll ring you back tomorrow. Is that all right? All right. Thanks, Amelia. Bye.
0: Marion hasn't had a chance yeah. to walk around the hospital yet. Yeah. Oh. She'll have to ring the wards in the meantime.
2: Seizures, yeah. And he's seizing it now as we speak. Do you have anybody to move out?
0: By the way, in the hospital, all the patients are referred to by their full names. But you won't hear that in this programme, and that's to protect patient confidentiality.
2: Hello, Liz. How are you doing for empty beds over there? Norma, I was just wondering, Catherine's have a bed they'd give me. One, I was wondering, would we send Margaret to it? She's the abdo pain, secondary to the C2H. Do you think she might be going home? Sharon, what are you like down there for beds at the minute? Nothing.
0: Marion works in a tiny office with the two other women. It's about yeah. maybe eight feet by eight feet. At the desk beside her is Mary, who's responsible for discharge liaison, that's making arrangements for patients leaving the hospital who may need longer term assistance. At a computer desk is Liz, who supervises ward administration and is updating hospital records. There's only one computer in the office. All Marion's record-keeping is on paper in a blue folder that she carries with her everywhere. Pink pages for patients needing beds, white pages for the number of beds in each ward, and yellow post-its for miscellaneous information. That should be
2: much easier if you had a computerized system.
0: When people come in downstairs, do they not put in their PPS card and does it not work like that, go through the system like that? No, no,
2: no, it's all done. Like, people just register. So, no, it's nothing as high-tech as that. Hi Anne, it's Marion. Will you bleep for me?
0: As you listen to the programme, you might agree with Marion that computers would help. After all, if you have handheld scanners tracking stock in a supermarket, why not use informatics to track patients through a hospital? Hi,
2: Imelda, yeah. But
0: then, as you follow Marion around, it seems there can hardly be a computer which can decide which of two patients gets one bed based on their condition. There's nothing. And there definitely isn't a computer that has a personal touch.
2: Now, um, you don't have any trolley, have you not? And your you're two inpatients you have there, Imelda, there would be no possibility that one of them could sit out in one of the chairs, because both of them are quite young. Yeah, see what you can do, but if you can't, come back to me. All right, no bother. Thanks, Imelda. Bye. That was the day ward wanting to know, would we have a trolley for a patient that was to come in for... Um, some kind of a diabetic test, and they have no trolleys. But what they're actually going to do is they're going to. There's two inpatients over there. Both of them are quite young, so they're just going to ask. Maybe one of them would sit. We have park and roll reclining chairs in the daycare unit, so maybe one of them would be willing to kind of give up their trolley, um, and just let this patient have her test, and she'd be going home after a couple of hours.
0: Do they ever say no? Do they ever?
2: Absolutely, yeah. They do say no. Do they get annoyed
0: with you.
2: Yeah, they do get annoyed. I mean, it's very difficult, isn't it, when you're sick and, you know, you, have, you should have a bed and you've only got a trolley and now somebody's asking you to give up your trolley for a couple of hours, you know. So, but I mean, generally they're fairly good, but they do say no. Mm. So we'll have a little walk.
0: As Marion is about to leave the office, Emmer comes in.
2: Well, what I did was, because the other lady had the diarrhoea, And she's confused. Yeah, to take her, because she was in the treatment room and is on
0: She's the infection control nurse. To
2: her into the open area.
0: She has a piece of paper on which she's written a list of patients and the various forms of infection they have. Some need to be totally isolated and some can be isolated within isolate a ward.
2: Them, contact isolate them in the room and move the potential infectious diarrhoea into the... Uh, yeah, and then the man with the um, MRSA, his MRSA and his peg sites, he'd He's, be all right in would, the ward yeah, until...
0: This is an issue for Marion because she can't move patients around the hospital without taking into account the fact that they might be infected and could infect someone else.
2: All right then. All right now here, i again. Thanks Seymour, thanks a Thank lot.
0: Finished with emer, Marion is about to do her walk around when casualty calls with news of more patients have come in.
2: We have another lady coming in with an irregular heartbeat and are looking for her, um, a normal medical bed for her but with telemetry. That means from a cardiac point of view she will be monitored in the coronary care unit but she would have a bed in one of the medical wards but would be monitored. And then another lady has come in now with quite bad leg ulcers and she's known MRSA patient, so she'll have to be isolated as well. So at the moment now we're looking at three or four patients looking for isolation at the moment where we have no beds And we obviously
0: didn't have no room. You're listening to Flux with Ronan Kelly. In this programme, Marion Argue, bed manager in Wexford General Hospital.
2: would just come they seemed to come in on a, on a Sunday afternoon visiting and they would visit and want to know who was there from the area like who anybody here from Corrachlow and they would visit everybody in the hospital you know like three
0: or four or five people they would visit but they might not know before they came in that there was somebody from Corrachlow yeah, they
2: would probably come in to visit maybe one person and you know um, whilst I'm here I might as well go and see
0: that's very nice isn't it <laughs>
2: Wexford visiting service
0: where are we going now?
2: We're going down to the medical wards uh, just to see what beds they have Mm -hmm. so this is St. Hayden's ward which is the male medical ward I hope it, it I hope it will be edited. Do we have to say something sorry. good about her? Yes, yes. Yeah. No. This is Raj to Born. Raj
1: it's from you, Raj. Mauritius. Well, I'll tell you what. Marion was one of us before she went upstairs. This was her ward, and she worked with us on the floor here before she went upstairs.
0: So she's no gamekeeper, is that what you're saying? Yeah,
1: uh, th- very much so. <laughs>
2: she's
0: on the other side. She's on the, other yes. side. Yeah. the enemy,
2: isn't she? The wicked. Are, is anybody going home? Oh. No. Four. We've two. One, two, three, four. Yeah. What about the two patients in the
0: room? We need
1: to talk to you about that because one of them is isolation and one of them is neutropenic.
0: As soon as one problem sorts itself, another seems to crop up. The young man downstairs has agreed to come off his trolley and sit on a chair so that his trolley can be given to a woman who is less well than he is. But now there's a problem with the toilet. The problem we're well. in here is
2: that we have two single rooms but we have a sharing bathroom. So that's all right if you have two private patients in because they can share the bathroom facilities. But we have a man in one room who's neutropenic. That means that his bloods are very low and that he's very susceptible to infection. And in the other room, we have a woman with diarrhea and vomiting. So we certainly don't want the man to get the woman's diarrhea and vomiting.
1: So at the minute, we're trying to give him the bathroom facilities and lock her off. But she uh, feels very put out that she's entitled to her room with her bathroom facilities.
2: Would it be better to let him use the commode? But, well, I mean,
1: you're at risk of you're bringing commodes out of Sluice um, Room up through an open ward into him the whole time.
2: So I mean, I don't know. You see, I have she comes no out, place. When
1: Geraldine comes out of the okay. geriatric uh, meeting, I'll ask I her to give to you a ring get, and see what Emer has said. I'm yeah, because we'll have to kind of go with Eimear. Yeah, well, the man needs the room.
2: So if the woman has to... Okay have the stuff carted into her well. This is St. Bridget's ward, which is a private ward. Now, they normally have 16 patients. Semi-private is five beds or less. So once you put six beds in, that makes it a public ward. Now here, like, you have six beds in each ward.
0: This is a complication. If Marion puts an extra bed into the private wards in St. Bridget's, they're then defined as public wards, and the VHI won't pay for the private patients in those wards, and the hospital loses revenue. The public-private distinction is broken all the time, says Marion. According to her, if someone very sick needs the bed, it doesn't matter if they're public or private.
2: How are you? I was just wondering, have you any empty beds?
0: Other distinctions are broken too. Wards are often not exclusively male or female anymore, or exclusively surgical or medical.
2: So two women going, but so that will still leave us an extra in here, won't but
1: There us? may be a sub discharge A man man who came
2: in last night was in with the ladies. So the three rooms then are isolation, we can't move anybody out of them? No. no. Okay. All right then, that's grand, thanks. (laughs) That's grand.
0: So what's it looking like now?
2: Asher, it's looking bad enough. We now have six beds. And we have on one, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. We have six beds and we have 15 patients on okay. still. Now, this is. Saint Mary's surgical ward. So this is the female surgical ward and the first thing you see is three men. Well <laughs> she's actually the female surgical ward. Bridie come out here, can you meet this man?
0: Bridie's the nurse in charge in this ward. Come here. Everywhere I go with Marion, in between all the serious talk, there's what she calls gatchin' messin'.
2: Bridie. Carry on, Bridie. Yeah. This is Ronan Kelly from RTÉ Radio doing a programme on the bed manager in Wexford General. So have you anything nice
1: to say?
0: The <laughs> greatest <laughs> 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 You're supposed to be
2: saying something nice about. <laughs> I'm looking for beds. That's all I remember looking for. Oh, ah, there's twenty six of them. day, but they're all occupied. <laughs> they're all occupied. Isn't that it? Beds in a good yard. <laughs>
0: they're still working on the problem of the infectious woman and the infection prone man sharing the same the bathroom. Room. I've
2: spoken to Emer and yes, what I've said is right. We'll have to we'll use the toilet for the woman, so she'll be very happy then. Well, she we we will use it. that's what I said to breathe.
0: The one on yeah, I mean uh, Marion's dealing with Andy, one of the clinical nurse managers. Yeah. And we could move home. When she's asking staff to take patients, they're listening out for clues as to how much caring that patient might need. For example, their age or form of illness. And Marion has to spread the burden.
2: He's a fairly decent transfer now. Yeah, okay, we'll
0: take
2: him. Age forty three or four, like mobile and continent and self-caring and one of
0: them. The other patient she's asking Andy to take will not be so easy to manage.
2: He's yeah. very old and very deaf and very, very, very everything. Etna's going to ring him because he's very, very hard of hearing and living with his 86-year-old she's wife. She's
0: got
2: a very loud voice. <laughs> when she has an office on her own, so
0: maybe that's why. All
2: right. Thanks a million. See you later. Thanks. Are
0: you stressed yet? A little bit. <laughs> are you? <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep it in my head, all what you're doing. Back in the office, Marion has visitors.
1: Actually, I'm waiting for microbiology from Waterford, and depending on that, he may
2: go from the room. Trish,
0: a staff nurse from St. Bridget's.
2: If we moved the two females that are left down to the five-bedded, okay. that would give us three male beds, wouldn't it? It would. Oh, look, at here is the lovely Dr. Murphy, look. This is uh, one of our consultant gynaecologists. Oh,
0: I see. Oh, very oh, yeah. nice So you make her life a misery? No, no, it's exactly,
2: well, it's a love-hate relationship, isn't
0: it? <laughs> Dr. Murphy wants to find out about the availability of beds the next day, the day he operates. If there are no beds for the patients to go to after the operations, then there can be no operations. No,
2: she's not the healthiest lady, so I was hoping to get her in before... Or at least get her in in the morning and do her, but I mean, it should be between those two as to which we would get in this, if we could get another one in.
0: The situation with the woman and the man using the same bathroom has been sorted.
2: Well, I mean, because it's a hospital, we have to go on a day-to-day basis.
0: But now the woman's husband is on the line.
2: Yeah, well, if you want to take that up with with Theresa Hanrahan, the general manager, that absolutely no problem at all. No problem at all. All right, all right then. Thanks a lot. Bye now. He's just very upset that his wife is. He says the accommodation she's in, he wouldn't deem it as private, and he's a kind of saying that his wife is very upset and that he doesn't want her. He doesn't want her to be where she is, and he wants her to have a private room with her own private toilet. But really, Ronan, you can only do what you can do. I mean, the man is there, and he's only a kind of shouting on behalf of his wife, which any one of us would do. Was like he getting cross? Very angry, yeah. Very angry. Hello, tempered towards me. Hi, Marie. Marie, do you have any beds there? How are you doing for the beds?
0: Remember Marion rang Bernie, a bed manager in Vincents in Dublin, looking for a bed for a Wexford patient.
2: Can I just ring you back in one minute? I just have an outside call.
0: Well, so Bernie calls back. i
2: ring you back in one minute. Hello, Marion. Are you? You are a little t- Treasure, that's what yeah. Brilliant! Oh, you're a star. St. Kevin's Ward. God, he'll be just delighted. St. Kevin's Ward in the lovely St. Vincent's. Bernie, that's brilliant. Thanks a million, bye. Now, a bed has become available in Vincent's for that man.
0: Weehee! Marion has about an hour to go, and she decides to call to casualty.
2: This is very difficult because really, you know, ethically and morally really patients have no privacy and no dignity here.
0: No matter how many times you see the pictures on TV, you're not prepared for the sight of patients lying on trolleys in a half-lit corridor of a hospital. It jars. One woman sits on a trolley inside the door, avoiding everyone's eye as if the shame is hers. Outside Casualty, the ambulance we heard of earlier arrives with a man who has collapsed. One ambulance man is lowering the ramp for the ambulance trolley. Another ambulance man is wiping perspiration from his own forehead. Staff from Casualty are inside the ambulance. The ambulance staff are telling them that the man has been shocked many times. Someone calls clear. Nearby, people are standing watching. They might be waiting for the bus back into town or for someone to collect them in a car from the car park. An older woman in a long cardigan is walking slowly towards casualty. She's holding her stomach with one hand and her other hand is over her mouth. She looks like she's about to throw up. She's alone. The ambulance trolley is taken down on the ramp. The man's check shirt is open. He's receiving chest compressions. The trolley passes the woman with the long cardigan. She's been joined by a shocked-looking young man. She's crying. They both follow the stretcher into casualty. If they're connected to the man on the trolley, they'll have to wait in the main waiting area. The hospital has no family room. Someone in casualty will try and find them an empty office. Meanwhile, Kathleen, the shift leader in casualty, and Marion are discussing a 93-year-old woman and a 28-year-old woman. Both are sick, obviously, but there's only a bed for one of them.
2: I think we'll give this woman the bed first. Which one? Rita? Yeah. I think we
0: should choose. Why did you make that decision?
2: Because I'm kind of thinking I might have another bed in Bridget's in the private ward, an extra bed, and I'll give it to that young woman. Hello, who's this? Caroline, Caroline, I have a lady down here in casualty for admission. She's 93. She came in very drowsy. She has a low sodium. And she's hypotensive. Now, how long until that bed? Is that bed nearly ready? Thanks. Bye. Now, if we could get a bed. Hello, Trish. Trish, look, I'm really sorry to be bothering you. But um, what is that bed state like? Now, That's one female. I have a lady here now. She's not private, but it don't matter. In casualty, she's a 28-year-old. She presented with chest pain and ectopics. She's on IV antibiotics, and she's sick enough now, to be honest with you, even though she's only 28. So that'll fill that bed for you then, won't it? Now, are you ready for her? Because she's ready to go. Oh, brilliant. Good woman. Thanks. Bye.
0: Sadly, there's one bed Marion won't need to find. That for the man who came in in the ambulance.
2: Cardiac arrest. arrest, sorry, Pete. Oh, Okay. God be good to the poor, I'll create that. That's right.
0: Yeah. It's almost five. Time to go home. Marion has been here since 10 to 8 in the morning. She didn't have lunch. She says she's on a diet anyway. Thirty years ago, Marion left her native Wexford to work in the health service in Britain. Ten years ago, she came back with her husband to raise their son in Wexford and to work in the health services here. She misses Birmingham and the friends she made there. She says the people who stay here don't need your friendship as much if you've been away for a long time. Don't ask her about the politics of the health services here. She won't tell you. Not on the record anyway. She'll just say over and over how lucky and thankful she is to have the staff in Wexford General to work with. Uh, to
2: be a nurse and still here, like in my very early 50s, <laughs> I'm still enjoying work very much. Right. I never have a problem getting up in the morning coming to work. Do you not? Never, never. Unless I've had a late night, that's the only thing. <laughs>
0: That's the programme. You can write to flux at rte.ie, that's flux.rte.ie, or to myself, Ronan Kelly, Flux RTE Radio1, RTE Dublin 4.